0: So, um, so, turn with me to Luke chapter 15. And uh, many of the messages that we as pastors preach, um, many times, are just messages that come to us through conversations and fellowship. Ważne często zdarza się, że tematy kazan, poświęcamy z tego, gdy rozmawiamy z ludźmi, jak dostajemy różne myśli. And as we're just fellowshipping with the body of Christ, czy się tematem zgłoszysz z biegącymi, czy leczystusami, God speaks to us. I żeże Bóg przemawia do because God speaks through the body of Christ. Bo Bóg przemawia przez całą Chrystusa. Right? Every portion is a member in particular. Każde członeczej Chrystusa jest bardzo ważne, jest członkiem, który jest ma wpływ jaki. And sometimes God may not speak to you because he wants to speak through the body, Christ, to you. You know? So, can I get a little water? Um, thank you. Turn with me to Luke chapter 15. And uh, uh, great that Pastor, Pastor Tomic is here. Um, uh, that was a great word, wasn't it? Um, Martin Luther said this. He said, I am nothing. My call is everything. And I love the theme of guarding your calling. So that's, a good, that's a good topic, isn't it? It's a good thing to talk about, and to think about. And yesterday we had um, Bible school here. And we talked about the uh, assurance of our salvation, that salvation is a gift and there's nothing that we could do to earn it and there's nothing that we could do to lose it. And uh, that class will probably be available with the other awesome classes that were taught here yesterday. Um, uh, thank you. So, thanks. In Luke 15, verse 31, And he said unto him, Son, you are ever with me. And all that I have is yours. Is that beautiful? And I was thinking about this late last night and early this morning. How the words of this text are something that everybody's heard. And we know the story of being the, the prodigal son. And how he left his father. And he became lost because of rebellion. But the elder son was also lost. He was lost in his father's house. And that is the case of many Christians today. I to jest coś, co się życiu wielu um, many Christians today wielu though they have not gone and lived a crazy life może nie I, I nie żyją maybe they're moral people może są maybe they're people that are um, respectful and może są obiowani obiowani but they are lost inside the church. Ale są w uh, David the psalmist said that that he said that when I was among God's people and in the house of God, my foot almost slipped. (coughs) Sometimes people look good on the outside. Pastor Machi's water is looking good down here. You might drink that too. (coughs) Sometimes people look on the outside good. But inside are not doing so great. <coughs> and we all have been there. We've all been there. There's not one person that has that has happened that that, that hasn't happened to. And when the son when the prodigal son came back, the elder son's heart was revealed. And that happens, doesn't it? forgiveness, Forgiveness, as we heard Pastor Tomek talk about, always exposes the true state of people's hearts. Right? Because either a person rejoices or they compare themselves. And this is what the elder son did. The elder son was lost because of uh, not uh, because of three things. He never knew his father. Really, he never knew his father. Number two, he was too familiar with his father. And that could happen. We could be in the work of God, in the midst of the work of God, in a church, and we could become familiar with it. familiar with it. And that's a very scary thing because the, when we become familiar we lose the fear of the Lord. You know when I think about the work of God in Poland, in God in Poland uh, it really causes me to fear the Lord. Like what God has done with pastors here, churches, to, to missionaries. and And kids of of people that we've led to Christ that really causes me to fear the Lord and that was the second problem that the elder son had with the father that he was too familiar and then the third thing that was wrong with him was that he was complaining. He was judging. And he was discontent. And so I want to get to that in a minute. There are um, three things that we see with this elder son. That can be related to every one of us in this room today that we like the elder son live in the father's house we are like him we are, we, were like, we are like him because we have the high privilege of every child of God John chapter 1 I believe is verse 12 says that he that believeth God gives them the power to be the sons of God You and I have the high, high privilege of being the sons of God. And if we think highly, taking the high road, and think about high things, and think about heavenly things, then our life is elevated to a higher level. Nasze życie jest takie do tego, do tego And this is the problem today, because the world, through its music, it's moda, it's, its fashion, it's education. Bo to, co w widzimy, um, to jest właśnie moda, edukacja, e, te rzeczy. Causes edukacja, people to live on a low level. I to powoduje, że na tym poziomie. Uh, the movies, the, the movies and the TV shows on TV today. Te filmy, te um, programy, oglądane, you know, like in the States, there are these—you know—it's very popular. People watch these shows all day about court, uh, court cases. To jest w Stanach jest bardzo popularne, Ludzie całymi dniami się na przykład telewizorem oglądają. Takie programy, które są te rozprawy są dobre. Like a woman judge, Judge Judy, like I don't know. And they watch this, and they're like, you know, you have two people, like, you know, in an Siedem argument, you know. And, you know like, and they're both like, and then the judge is up there listening to them argue. And, and then the watcher is like getting into this low level of, a, of an argument. You know, like, he, he crashed my car, and he did that on purpose. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes no I didn't, I didn't do that on purpose and she wants me to and you just see this very low life right? see very earthy, earthy dirty, dusty, dusty. and that pulls, us, that pulls us out of high living high thinking <coughs> and this is the high privilege that we have as a son of God. And as a high son, there are two things that the father says to the elder son. Number one, you were ever with me. And in, in, in the English it says you are with me. Present tense. You are ever with me. And isn't that the great promise of God in our life? That we are ever with God. God is ever with us. In Hebrews 13. but He never leaves us, He never forsakes in us. In verse 5. And that also, this amazing verse here that in the Exodus 33, verse 14, 33, 14, that uh, the promise of God to Moses. I'm sorry, to Jacob. He says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. This is what the father was saying to the elder son. You are ever with me. You're, You're ever with me. And what you have and and have had, had it is better than what the prodigal son had. Exodus 33 and then verse 16 says this. And then verse 16 says and let's read this together. Verse 16 For wherein shall it be known that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not, and this is Moses speaking, is it not that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated, which is good point, mm-hmm. so shall we be separated, I, and thy people, for all the people that are upon the face of the earth, from po, all the people. Po czym, po, po, można poznać, że znalazam łaskę w oczach Twoich? Ja i lud Twój, jak nie po tym, że Ty pójdziesz z nami, bo wtedy będziemy wyróżnieni, ja, The high privilege that we have as the Son of God is the presence of God. And this is what separates us from other people. I remember when I got saved, and I wanted to kind of go back and go back a little bit, backslide or whatever. and when I met up with some friends, uh, they said, What happened to you? I said, What do you mean? Nothing. nothing happened me. I'm the same person, the same old person. They said, No, something's different about you. And I remember one person saying this to me You're different, and it's making me uncomfortable. And I was like, And I I left and I thought, okay, the Holy Spirit is in my life. And this is a sign that God is with us. Presence of God in your life that you're not even aware of separates you from other people. Isn't that a beautiful thing that the Father says to us today, you are always with me. Ty jesteś the second thing that rzecz, the father said to the other son is, is synania, that all that I have to wszystko co ja mam is yours. Jest twoje. Now think about that. Pomyślcie o think about that for a second. O all that I have God wszystko, says co do mnie, is yours. Jest twoje. Now what is there not to understand in that verse? Co jest czego nie rozumiemy w tym wersetcie? Is there any question marks there? Any conditions? Any and, if or but, Is there anything like that? But you know our flesh, our old nature, our rationalization, always puts a condition on that verse. If I had enough faith, some churches will say, if you have enough faith, you'll be healed. If you're a better person, if, if you're a good person, if you will change to the way I want you to be, no, 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 no. that's just all adding to the word of God. Right. Do you, how many understand what I'm saying? Amen. we agree? Amen. Hello? Hello? I mean, okay. All that is God's is ours. Okay, here's another verse, okay? Let's look at this verse here. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 23. 23. It says this. All things are yours. Wszystko jest swoje. Wow. Amazing. to wspaniałe? Do we have some theological arguments here? Czy What's the problem with that? Is there an if, and, but, someday, when, not yet, but not you, somebody else? No. It says this. You. It says, all things are yours, you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. 1 Corinthians 3.23 1 kolędzia, 3, 23. Coś tu sobie Chrystusowi, jak Chrystus Boży. Mhm. We are in Christ, and Christ is in God. So what does that mean? It means that we are in God, in Christ. That there is unity with God. We have unity with God. As the Bible says, as the Father said to the Son, you are ever with me, ever. Not sometimes. Sometimes people think that the Holy Spirit is like someone that moves into a hotel for a few days. And then leaves. Now the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells and stays. Here's another great verse. Verse chapter 14 of John, verse 13. 14, 14 13. 14, <laughs> Okay. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever you ask in my name, you shall receive. In my name. What is difficult about that? Well, first of all, we think, what is the name of Christ like? What is it like? We know that in Acts chapter 10, that he was anointed of God, and he went about he went around healing and doing good. preached. God's anointed on his life was that he would heal, minister, deliver set the prisoner free. Isn't it amazing? That is the name of Christ. That's what we do. We have been anointed the same way. You know, we were anointed by God with you to come here to Poland Uh, and then move to Ukraine. And we've just seen, by the grace of God, only by the grace of God, God um, start um, several churches in Ukraine. Five churches. Five. Five churches, yeah. And four churches in Poland. And uh, and this year we were in Budapest and we were talking with Ukrainians and we said we've been talking ten years about having a church in Kiev. Now we have a church, and a pastor, and a team that lives in Kiev. What's next? What's next? That's a good question that we want to ask the Lord about His name. What is next? It is a good question that we want to ask the Lord What is next? the next faith encouraging thing that we do? And, and we just by by the grace of god picked two cities in ukraine in the one in the west no no Rivno. Should we, should we get a map out and show you? Okay. Later, the second, the second church is in the east on the Russian border. And uh, anybody wants to go? It's called Lugansk. And we have a group of people there that are waiting for a church to start. Uh, we have one woman there, Nina uh, Valichko. And she's been waiting 20 years for a church to start. And we were at the table and she was with us. And we asked, what cities should we look at in Ukraine? And I said, maybe Lugansk. And you know what? She just started to cry. Oh, like she started broke down into tears. She's like, I've been waiting 22 years for church. I thought, why has it taken us so long to figure that out? <laughs> uh, so, is that Jesus' name? Is it? Is that God's will? Yes, of course. And I think that people don't understand the name or the will of Christ because they don't know God. They just don't know God. God. To the measure that we know God, to that measure, we know we will understand what His will is. Maybe not when and where and how, But what? We'll understand what God's will is. To love people. To serve people. Last night I met a group of Americans and Poles that um, that, um, that, are, that are serving in Wrocław, actually. They're going to, probably, to they're going to probably call Pastor Tomek. But they are just young men, young, young couple that just have a vision to um, win souls, make disciples in Poland. And and, and is that the will of God? Absolutely. Is this... Um, is this um, event, this festival of hope, is Czy, this the will of God? Of course it is. Why would, that, why would it not be God's will to minister to serve evangelists? Why would dlaczego, that not be God's will? We just do it. We make disciples after that. Bible college. Discipleship. Because we understand the Father and we understand His nature. I'm not going to talk much longer, but I just want to say this. That when the Father said to the elder son, all that is mine is Thine. Many times we don't understand that truth Because we don't understand grace, and that produces a low experience in our life. And our Christianity turns into a moral battle between good and evil. I'm fighting my flesh, I'm fighting my flesh. Well, our flesh has already been beaten 2,000 years ago. And for us to fight our flesh every day, every we, is, is it's, not a to. it's not a battle that God has called us to. The flesh is going to always be there. And the projections and the temptations are always going to come. And um, it's always going to be there. We cannot live in condemnation because we are fallen creatures. There's nothing that we can do to change our nature. We can't do that. And the will of God in my life is not to modify my behavior so I become more like a Christian. And no, okay, Please don't misunderstand me. Please don't call me a... Uh, anomalist or anomalous, I don't even know what the word is please don't misunderstand what I'm going to say no. but the will of God in my life is for me to know God not to stop sinning because if it was God's will for me to stop sinning then God would have left us with the law only. and where do I get that John chapter 3 it says this it says that he must increase not I in, I decrease and then he increases many times people misquote that verse that when God it says this he must increase and I Decrease. When God increases in my life, when I get more occupied with the plan of God, the promises of God, the word of God, then sin just falls away. Habits fall away. The sin nature just becomes dead, it becomes inactive, it becomes overpowered by the Holy Spirit. And we begin to live in what God has called us to be. And whenever I find myself in my life fighting my old sin nature every day, every day, every hour, I have to remind myself the battle has been already fought by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago on a rugged, bloody cross. He has finished the work. And when Jesus said it is finished, He was not saying something that was negotiable, but it is finished. In closing, I want to just say this. That's where is the disconnect between all that we have in Christ and our low experience? We have all of these things in the Father's house. We have the Father. We have the, we have the, the, the kid that was sacrificed for the, not the... Yeah, the kid that was sacrificed for the prodigal son. Uh, the lamb or the calf. But the elder son is saying, you never gave me a lamb for my friends. So you have friends. Why? Why do you think? Just take a second and think, why did he never get a kid for his... Pick an answer for a second. Why? Why did he never get that? I think because he never asked. Just never asked. And that's what the Father said. If you just ask, how about James chapter 3? You have not because you, you don't ask. Now, am I saying, name it, claim it? You know, the extreme version of that? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there are some teachings that some denominations teach that because it's so extreme, we never understand really truly what it means. Well, I can't ask God for things because they are going to think I'm some extreme... Christian sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is looking for people Bóg szuka ludzi on this planet that, that know how to ask, to ask. Because God wants to do things in Bo people's lives in this country, in this world. Kraju, and he's looking for people who are just bold enough to ask. Mm-hmm. And not to, not to fail in unbelief. Unbelief is the mother of all disobedience. Andrew Murray said that. Unbelief is the mother of all disobedience. What is sin? Uh, I was supposed to talk about this this Saturday, or last, yesterday, but... but um, I didn't. Sin is what? Romans chapter 14. And I just want to read this whole close, okay? We have the ten commandments that define sin. Then we have Jesus making it even more refined. That if a man even thinks in his heart then he has sinned. Matthew chapter 5. And then we have in the book of Romans, 14, chapter 14, 23, 23. the second part of the verse, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Well, przekonanie is also like, a good word, too. Because, because faith is persuasion, is. isn't it? Faith it is, is. Anytime that we're not living in conviction or, or pers- being persuaded, we then we are, are already right? at the edge of sin. Whenever like, a person fails outwardly in their life, then the failure didn't start when they lit up a cigarette or they. Or they did something wrong, or, or, they, did, or they did something wrong, that it began the moment that they did not understand that they are in the Father's house. That we can live in Jesus' name. And then in Romans chapter 8 if he gave us his son verse 32 if he gave us his son then will he not give us what? Everything. All things. I just want us to, I want to expand our thinking in this, and I want to expand my thinking in this, that um, we have so much that the Lord wants to do. And I think that the majority of Christians, and I'm not talking only materially, I'm talking about also victory and growth in our life. New horizons of vision, new horizons of, of calling, new horizons horizon. of faith adventures in our life. Um, because um, what else are we going to do with this life? We are... What do we have to just maintain and control everything? The flesh wants to control the flesh wants to control your Christianity and, and say, Oh, I can't do that because of these reasons. I can't go to a conference or I can't go on the mission field or I can't talk to my neighbor about Christ or I can't do this. And that's the flesh that is trying to take control of our life, live in faith, walk in faith, walk in trust of the Lord, and above all, Romans 5, verse 5, let the Holy Spirit shed abroad the love of God in your hearts, because the love of God takes us way beyond our limitations and way beyond our our our, preferences. In our and, preferences. And as a side note, um, yeah. 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 uh, whenever I just feel tired in my soul or spiritually, spiritually. Uh, I take a step back, uh, I take a break, and I just think, Europe, oh, uh, Lord, there's one of two, two reasons why I'm tired. So w- one, one of two reasons. reasons. Either I'm not Either you are removing the grace from me and you want to bring me into a new, uh, a new adventure with God it, in a new adventure or I'm doing something in the energy of the flesh. And um, I think that it's healthy for us to think that um, I can do something new with God. You know, I remember you know Dr. Stevens in, in America. Every seven to ten years, he was in a new place, starting a new church in a new state. And, and I think it's fresh. And, uh, I think that we don't just make decisions to do something different because we're tired and we need a new location. But, but, uh, but wherever, whenever we change, whenever there's a change in our life, it should always cause us to trust the Lord. More. And it's healthy for us uh, to be on the move with God. And not get stuck as the elder son. Yeah, with no, with no, um, no vision. Two sons with no idea who their father was. Two extremes. And two different responses. Know the father. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for this Amen. awesome church. Or we just think of the world today that's before us. Think of the world today that is uh, so needy. And it would be so easy as a Christian just to get so comfortable in our predictable lifestyle and predictable uh, Christianity but Lord we ask you to stir us up Uh, make us uncomfortable Uh, disturb us Lord as that poem went disturb me Lord so that we would be thinking about what you're thinking about in John chapter 4 lift up our eyes Lord outside of the familiar surroundings that we could look at, view horizons, (inaudible) view God. And in Galatians 1 verse 16 help us not to to confer with flesh and blood. to walk in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.